0: You're listening to the Stream Grace Network.
1: Thanks for checking out the Redux Church Podcast, a place for genuine conversation covering Scripture and the principles we glean from it. Now, here's your host.
0: Welcome, everybody, into our conversation in Acts chapter 11. We're uh Redux Church Podcast on Scripture. Uh, my name is Wayne. I'm glad to be with you today. I have my faithful cohort in crime.
1: Jeremy, how are you today? I'm doing well. I've You're... been ranting most of the day, and that's a good day for Jeremy. Oh, man. <laughs> Best so, day for everybody else. It,
0: it's not going to take you any time at all to get fired up and, and get into the flow of things today, is it?
1: No. And you know, here's the thing. We're about to go through 11, and, and my normal uh, modus operandi to pull out some Latin is <laughs> to avoid reading too much down the path on these um, but uh, I have been reading a little further down the path it's been a couple weeks since I I did this one because as most of you who listen to this know we record these in bunches so yep. we were I know you just listened to last week but for us that was it's, several it's weeks ago it's been a little
0: ago. bit since we recorded
1: haven't we exactly so, I am excited to get into some of this. There was some stuff about this that I want to ask you about that I was, and I don't know if it's in chapter 11 or 12. I went through 13, so who knows. Okay. Um, but I'm curious. Um, I hope we get into it in 11. Cause if not, I'll have talked to you off air before we record. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, I'm good.
0: All right. Uh, everybody should be over their uh,
1: holiday hangover.
0: and uh, Well, I hope so. We're in uh, February for this. Yeah, me, so. yeah. Yeah. Um, most New Year's resolutions have uh, already Tommy been Don. forgotten. We don't remember <laughs> what they were. Uh, I was just thinking, you know, uh, a, a lot of people that I know of make uh, make resolutions at the beginning of the year that uh, they're going to read the Bible more faithfully or they're going to pray longer or or whatever. And uh, uh, here we are uh, in, in February, delivery of this podcast. And uh, I'm wondering how many remember Remember any of those things. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're glad to have you in our conversation today. Uh, love to have you follow along. We're in Acts chapter 11. Um, we'd love to hear from you. When we're done today, uh, go to. Uh, Redux.Church. I started to say Gum.Faith again. That's yours. Uh, we start, go, go to Redux.Church uh, <laughs> and uh, send us a note. Uh, let us know what you think. We'd love to have some feedback from you. Uh, you got a particular thought that uh, came to you while we were having a conversation. Uh, actually, be part of the conversation with us. We appreciate that. So, Especially if you're um,
1: listening to this at a coffee shop, if you jump in and interject... With uh, while wearing headphones. I think everybody around you will find that entertaining. <laughs> so, All right. You ready to roll, Jeremy? Yes, but I do want to remind everybody oh, if you yes, haven't done it yes, already, yes, yes. Uh, we always encourage you before we dive into these conversations, spend some time with the Lord. You can do that in worship. You can just do that right, you know, by yourself, quietly. um And just prepare yourself to, to go through this process Um because when two or three are gathered in his name, he is there among us. Yes. And so we're gathered here, Wayne and I, and you're with us. And so... Uh, uh, he is here in our midst. And I think it's it's uh, super important to filter this conversation through, um, we'll say, the <laughs> coffee filter of the Holy Spirit. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying. That let, works. Let, that works. Let, That's a good illustration. Yeah, let, let it drip. <laughs> All right. But you're back now.
0: Okay. All right. So we're in uh, Acts chapter 11. Uh, we're going to start in verse 10. We're going to read through. Verse 10 or 1? Verse 1. We're going to read through 10. <laughs> wow. Um, Talk about omission. I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta not be so excited because I am ready to jump into this. <laughs> All right. Now the apostles and the brothers who were throughout Judea heard that the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him, saying, "You went to uncircumcised men and ate with them." But Peter began. "'and explained it to them in order. "'I was in the city of Joppa praying, "'and in a trance I saw a vision, "'something like a great sheet descending, "'being let down from heaven by its four corners, "'and it came down to me. "'Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts "'of prey and reptiles and birds of the air, "'and I heard a voice saying to me, "'Rise, Peter, kill and eat.' But I said, by no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered in second time from heaven, what God has made clean, do not call common. This happened three times and all was drawn up again into heaven.
1: Uh, Hmm. You know what hit me? Lay it on me, lay it on me. Are you sure? I was gonna say, I'm just jumping in. Do you wanna? No, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. So, so this was kind of the first time I, I made this realization that we're now in the book of Acts, the, the context. So let's back up when we're in the gospels, we have the Jews rejecting the Messiah in Christ. And, mm-hmm. and that was the point of conflict. You have Jews and you have those Jews who have accepted Jesus as the Messiah yeah. in Acts. What we're getting into is the same level of conflict. I mean, the same level of conflict, but it's not about accepting Christ. It's about who can accept Christ. There you go. And that is in the Gentiles. And here's what blows my mind is when I said that it's the same level, I mean it. They're going to try to, I I, I don't mean to jump ahead, but at some point they're going to try to kill Peter. Yeah. Because why? Because he brought the message of Christ to the Gentiles. I mean, come on. So yeah, that kind of blows my mind and realizing that, you know, you think about our differences today in the church world. I mean, there are some radical differences, but, but this one is pretty, I mean, you know, short of some Armenian versus Calvinist, (laughs) like who can accept Christ, short of that, we don't have this kind of thing. Everybody's on board with evangelism for everybody. So anyway, that's what struck me. And it will continue for several chapters here for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah.
0: um,
1: but it, this was the first realization of that. And it, it's so weird because of course, you, you know, of course, you know that, um, you know, as a Gentile, we knew that there was a point when Peter... Uh, got this vision, like been taught that over the years, right? Mm -hmm. We usually credit Paul with the ministry to the Gentiles, even though really Peter's one that kicked it off. But so, you know, this academically, you just don't realize the, this massive distinction. And the other thing I find so odd is that Jews aren't as strict about who can come in to their faith as these Christians had become. Oh. You could be, I mean, this is way back in Leviticus and this is kind of the the key to it. When you read Leviticus and that's where, for those who are uninitiated, that's where like the majority of the law is laid out for the Mm -hmm. Jews. Um, When you read that, there are some things where the scripture says, this isn't only good for Jews, but for those who live among you. Mm -hmm. So not, they weren't Jews, but they live among you. And then there are some that talk about the converted, those who have come into the Jewish faith. And so you think, wow, okay. So they... In Leviticus, okay, keeping in mind, this is what we're reading. Here's 2,000 plus years later. yeah. But early on, uh, there was this reception, or we'll say just openness to evangelism of people that were not Jews. Um, and yet here we have these Christians where we recognize Christ paid the price. Like the message of grace is, uh, it's not yet come technically because that really started with Paul. But but the Messiah Yeah, that's the right word messianic messianic the messianic picture has come yeah that christ has rent the veil between man and god that we no longer need a priest a mediator because christ is that mediator and yet this group of believers including saul who will become paul are away from this concept of evangelism
0: and, and those that followed Jesus closely, they they saw Jesus minister to the Roman centurion, yes, uh, to the Syrophoenician woman, uh, the Samaritan, to, to the Samaritan woman at the well. Uh, so you you would almost think that this would not be a big deal and not be a big surprise to yeah. them. Uh, you know, I, I I immediately thought of uh, Zacchaeus. You know, come down yeah. from there. I'm going. You know, and, and so you're you're hanging out with drunkards and scoundrels and thieves. You know, um, so yeah, we we do have a problem. I think uh, in in a lot of the church world, we get a we get a religious mindset. Uh, it's sort of an us for and no more. Yeah. Um, the the illustration I always like is is when you go fishing. Uh, you you don't pull in a catfish fillet. Right. (laughs) You get a fish who is bleeding at the mouth from where the hook got set, Mm -hmm. who is slimy, got scales, is nasty. When I was a kid, I never liked my hands dirty. I hated to go fishing. My mom and dad loved to go fishing. I hated to go fishing because you got your hands dirty. Yeah, Uh, uh, Fillets (laughs) don't jump in the boat. Dirty, nasty, stinky, slimy fish.
1: And we get, thought we should eat that. Get pulled
0: into the boat. <laughs> somehow magically. And, and so somehow we have this this messed up. The other thing uh, that, that really got me is, you know, we just need to come face to face and need to be able to say it out loud in public. Uh, Anytime you're around church, anytime you're around uh, people who are in some level of seeking after God, uh, uh, whether that's in in real authenticity or in religious mindsets, um, uh, how I have said it before, uh, church is a wonderful thing if it didn't have people. Mm Mm-hmm. And and we have that in this passage of Scripture. You, you've got a New Testament church, and it's a wonderful thing, but it has people. And as long as you have people, you're going to have problems.
1: Yeah. Well, and I realize I jumped into this without even referencing why I was making my point, but I'll, I'll say this in verse 2, what we read. Mm-hmm. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcision parties criticized him, saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with him. And so, you know, this is this is kind of the thing is and it, I find this so weird but again we have to we have to put this in the right context i think as christians today we read this as people who go to the baptist church that go to the whatever church the reality here is is that these people were all jews yeah they were jews who believed their messiah came so um, to put it into context today, imagine that that uh, Jesus comes again, the second coming of Christ, as what is taught by uh, modern day church today, where you have, um, you know, the world's falling apart, Jesus comes, Armageddon, whatever. So when Jesus comes, imagine there's a group of people who deny that he came for the second time. And, and the, you know, for the, we'll say for the more traditional, typical Bible Belt thought process, a bunch of people got raptured. They came back, fought a war. There were prophets in the street. (laughs) You see all these things. And yet there's a whole group of people that deny that. Yeah. Okay. So, or more importantly, that um, they don't necessarily deny it, but they, the dispensation has functionally changed and they're not accepting that shift. And I, and this is why I think it's so weird is that we have, you know, I think we, and it's again, how we read scripture, things happen in our mind instantly mm-hmm. because technically it does happen instantly, right? I mean, it's it's like the old argument, no one's really ever dying. They're just alive and then they're dead. I mean, it is kind of a black and white thing, but a case could be made that you start dying from the day you're born. <laughs> yeah. And so I think in the same way, when Christ, uh, his finished work on the cross took place, boom, we're good. But the transition here is this as a revelatory reality is where we are. And this is going to take years um, to really get settled. I mean, years and years. I mean, when we kick into, I don't know what we're going to go over after Acts, but you know, the if we stay in the New Testament, it's likely going to be something written by Paul because <laughs> that's the majority of it anyway. But when you look at what Paul had to end up doing, I mean, it's 70 years of ministry, if I'm not mistaken, or at least missionary work. Um, no, no, maybe 30 years, 40 years. Anyway, point is, there's a lot of time. It's not something that happens, quote unquote, overnight. And, uh, there's just a lot of distinctions, but here's the very beginning of it, right? So the idea here is, is that if these people would have been converted into Jews, then given the good news of Christ, (laughs) they'd have had no problem with it. Yeah. But they were uncircumcised and that's that that was the deal. Just again for those who don't know, if you were going to convert to Judaism, the the equivalent of Christian baptism for Judaism is circumcision. So so the New Testament
0: converts are criticizing that Peter went to uncircumcised people because that was their religious background. Yeah, right. And not realizing that God is doing something to break down those barriers, even while they're in their in their critical spirit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I love I love how Peter says uh, he, he's so transparent in what's happened in his conversation with with the voice, which is God, no unclean thing has ever touched my lips, Mm -hmm. which just screamed at me, Mm self-righteousness. I have, I have always followed the rules. I've always, I've always obeyed. I've always gotten it right. Uh, Why God are you asking me to do something outside the rules? Mm -hmm. And you just, you just mentioned, you know, there's, there's something new coming uh, in, in that group. Uh, You know, we, we fail to understand from our from our divisions in the modern day church. You mentioned, you know, one's Baptist, one's Methodist, one's Pentecostal, one's not Pentecostal, one's whatever. Um you know, is, is it possible that God moves in another in another new realm that brings the church together, begins to break down brands and labels and and divisions and, and we sort of have this same thing happening in, in another realm of people saying, well, wait a minute, why 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 did you have Sunday lunch with people from the Methodist Church and yeah. and and you belong to to our
1: Baptist Church? Yeah,
0: is it is it possible? There's a there's a level of of the body of Christ coming together in a way that that we do not have an experience of in our modern day time.
1: Yeah, man. As you're saying this, my mind instantly goes to. Um I think it's the Methodist church that have uh, accepted uh, homosexuals as pastors. Is that correct? That's
0: why we have lots of these Methodist churches who are opting out of being part of the Methodist church now. Yes.
1: Yeah. Right. Okay. So, and I'm not making a position here. I have a position, but that's not my point right now. Um, That's what's, I mean, that's, that's what's happening here in many respects because you're sitting there going no no no, these people aren't qualified these people are not eligible to be a part of this which we have that today and and you know the argument that's being made um by people who are accepting the homosexual lifestyle as church leadership is how does that disqualify them from doing what god's called them to do that's their argument that that's going to be peter's argument here (laughs) it's not homosexuality of course but but i mean i think one could make a case that one's probably this is probably more um separatist i don't know the right word it's a bigger deal that you're a gentile than it would be if you were a homosexual because homosexuality is a sin gentile is completely apart and separate you know what i'm saying so so i find that interesting because if you if you think about it in today's Common reality is there's a whole group of people that are pushing that you know what everybody's good everybody's fine and there's I mean in my opinion and this is the part where I am laying out my my position I guess um, there's there is a line I mean there's a line somewhere but I would in self reflection I'd look at the scripture and go well which side of the coin am I on here yeah you know because they're saying hey there's a line they're not circumcised they're out. So I don't know know what that means for me, but, (laughs) but I mean, I'm still, you know, for me, I'm trying to hear the father in it all. I'm not just making a judgment call, but, but I think that that's, that's an interesting place to be. And I, and I bring it up for this reason, because I think it's important that we recognize both sides of this coin in this passage. We, we obviously know that Peter has a word from God right and I, and and there is a distinction i think many things that happen today are not based on a word from god they're based on emotion they're based on what i want right yeah. i've done some study and i have this feeling this is how we should do it rather than man i i'm totally against this and i'm sitting there in a trance and god tells me three times in a row this big difference in in the acquisition of revelation but understanding that there are going to be things that if God is going to call you to do something, it might go against what you think um, from a value standpoint. And and it's so important we recognize the difference between God-given values and our own uh, cultural-given values. Yeah. And I think that's what we see here in a lot of ways is that you have church culture values, not God-given values, but church cultural values um, because as you pointed out, Jesus pre-foreshadowed uh, this in, in his walk, yeah. you know, he, he had zero, um, uh, what's the word, uh, discrimination uh, when it came to miracles, right? He didn't say, how were you raised? Who were your parents?
0: Yeah. <laughs> his His approach to people was always without prejudice. Yes. It was always about compassion to their need. Yeah. Now he had a purpose and a calling and and whatnot, but but he never he never pre disqualified people, right? Um, but
1: he did hold them accountable too. I, I mean, yeah. Even a- after the work was done, he always told them, for the most part, go and sin no more.
0: Yeah, I don't condemn thee, but go and sin no more. Right. So there's there's both sides there brought into a, a relational understanding with him. Um, One going going back to the uh, nothing unclean has ever touched my lips. Yeah, Um, uh, I'm I'm looking at that and I'm thinking one there's there's no scriptural basis for what Peter is. Mm. So in our in our day and time here, you know, uh, everything's got to be based on the Bible, right? Uh, You got to have a scripture to to back everything. I don't
1: agree with that, but yes, that's I mean
0: that that's that's (laughs) the overriding church. Yes thinking paradigm right uh peter is is has come back to to this group of people in judea and and he he doesn't have a scriptural basis to stand on yeah and for a lot of people who might be listening today this is unsettling sure it is because we're making a doctrinal change without scriptural basis right
1: and that right there should freak everybody out just a little bit and, in a good way, by the way, <laughs> and and it was a
0: little unsettling for me because if you can just approach any group of right. people and say, "Well, well, gang, we 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 have doctrine number thirty four. It's mm-hmm. never been in existence before. Uh, we're we're doing away with doctrine number thirty two. Thirty four is taking its place. And uh, from day on, to, from the day on, nobody's got to be circumcised." Mm-hmm. Modern day church world would freak out. Well, sure they would. And so I'm, I'm pondering this knowing that we're going to cover this day and I'm going, okay, God, what, what is the answer to this? What is the answer to this? And, and here's, here's what I got. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus says in Matthew 15, it's not what goes into a man's mouth that defiles him. What you eat Rise, kill, and eat. Well, nothing unclean's ever touched my lips. It's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you, it's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. Yeah. Jesus actually laid the groundwork for a new doctrinal understanding that didn't have any scriptural basis, mm-hmm. but it had the word of God basis out of Jesus' own mouth.
1: Yeah, and and quite, yeah, he even says, man should not live by bread alone, but by the word, very word that proceeds out of the yes. mouth of God. That does not mean scripture, just so everyone's clear, because they didn't have it in that context. They the, Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is God speaking to you. Yeah, And that's really the thing. This is the contextual difference or, or uh, yeah, anyway, this is the thing that that messes most people up with me, is that I believe and trust that every human has the capability to hear God's voice, and they have the will to follow Him. They it's all yeah. it's all their choice. I believe that those things lead to a consistency among believers um, at the core levels. It may on the surface seem inconsistent because just things look different from perspectives, but at the core level, God is consistent. So he's not going to say to you, Wayne, uh, don't kill people. Jeremy, you kill people. Like that's not how that works. Yeah. Um, But, but that's the thing. I am not afraid of freeing people to hear the voice of God for themselves. And uh, I think that's the, that's what this paradigm is laying out is that God just sit there and Jesus specifically talked to Peter and said, here's the deal, fix this, <laughs>
0: like yeah.
1: make this shift. And to your point, there's no scriptural reference he can go back to, you know, especially because what he what he has is not even what we have in the Old Testament. It's less than what we currently have as an, as an Old Testament, um, we'll say, canonized scripture. And so, um, yeah, I mean, dude, and it goes back to, it. this is why we go through this, you know, is that, To me, every time we sit down and we start talking about this, it just almost always reiterates this position that I have that says scripture is is history. Like a lot of, of course, what we're reading here is directly history, but it's history, it's commentary, it's positional. um, And in it, there's lots of times that we have the uh, record of what God has said. Uh, But if it is all we have, it is not enough. Scripture is not enough for you to be saved. Scripture is not enough for you to have faith. This is going to mess a lot of people up, but let me finish. <laughs> scripture is insufficient. And here's how we know when we read Scripture, there's only one thing that is sufficient, and that's Christ. Christ yeah. is sufficient. Christ is not Scripture. Scripture is not Christ. Christ is Christ. <laughs> scripture is Scripture. And so we've we've lost so much because we have tried to make our sufficiency built around um, our sustenance is built around scripture. um, And it's just not our sustenance comes from him. And I think that um, this is our biggest error in churchdom and why we have so much division. I just do not believe for one second we would have nearly the division we would have if we just would hear God's voice and, and weigh consistent character. And that's really it. Because God's character is 100% consistent.
0: I'll say it this way for the benefit of our reader, reader, listener. Listener. Yeah. If they're hearing you say scripture is insufficient, you're probably terrified about-
1: Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure.
0: Some significant majority. That's okay. Okay.
1: They'll be all right. You're here.
0: But- (laughs) 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 <laughs> but if if scripture was sufficient in and of itself completely, we wouldn't have 40,000 denominations right. or differentiates of, of basic Christianity. Uh, so uh, we, we still are dependent upon what we hear in the voice of God. Our difficulty is, is so many people are are never encouraged to hear the voice of God for themselves, right? And so there's there's not a there's not a development of of that hearing capability, yeah. Uh, and so to some degree, that's how you end up with, and and really why we're why we're afraid to talk about hearing the voice of God, and and giving that some priority in our life is, you know we got all these guys over the, the last 60 years have gone into a post office and mm. and, and blown a bunch of people away. And well, you, so know, God God told told you know, God told me to. God told me to rid this or, or whatnot. And, and so out of that, in a spirit of fear, we, we now decide that we're not going to expose ourselves to hearing and responding mm-hmm. to the actual voice of God so we're going to find ourselves safety and solace and, and protection in, in a written word Well
1: um, even in that it's a, it's a uh, it's false because that written word can be twisted so easily uh, to, to manipulate people to do a, to do exactly that to murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't have to spend much time at all, uh, especially in the Old Testament, to to build that case.
0: The the revelation of Christ in Scripture and the Holy Spirit giving us that revelation is pure and authentic. Yes, everything outside of that is error. Yeah, and and we have a lot of error in the church world because we don't have that working together. Mm-hmm. But we have to believe. Again, going back to what you said, all of us have the capability to hear his voice and all of us have the capability of hearing that in authenticity, authenticity and purity and responding to that. And it would be, it's incredible to think, what could our real world be like today if we all actually heard the actual true voice of God oh, man. and respond? Are you kidding me? We'd live in a radically different yes. world.
1: And we'd approach scripture so differently. You know, again, the irony of it all is I am not, uh, I'm not here doing this podcast under duress. No, <laughs> no one's making me do this. <laughs> you know, we're, we're covering scripture specifically. Uh, and we have been now for well over a year. Again, not under duress. I value scripture so much. Yes, I, val- absolutely. I value it um, in its context and, uh, I just will never elevate it over the one who created all things. (laughs) I can't do it, Wayne. And that's good. That's a good thing. People want that from me. I promise. (laughs)
0: Well, let me give one final thought and Do then it. you can pray us out of here, okay? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the, one of the keys we got to get out of this is the heart of our Father is is to redeem and restore all mankind, not some special group.
1: Absolutely. And
0: goodness. let's leave on that thought. Pray I us like out of here, Jeremy.
1: Father, thank you so much for today. We ask again that uh, everything we've said today, that you go before us and that you've paved, paved the way. Yes. I'm, I'm, I know I'm praying that retro-ly, <laughs> retroactively, but that... Uh, uh, everything we've said today is uh, that is of you is kept. Everything we've said that is not is deleted. And uh, we just thank you for all that you're doing. And then we just ask that you give us opportunity to shed light or spread light throughout this world and give it to those around us to be the salt of the earth as you've created us to be. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. By the way, connect with us. Uh, go to uh, redux.church. Redux. <laughs> if um, you go
1: to guum.faith, gum.faith, you will also find great content there, uh, but that's not this podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. We look forward to see you next time. We'll continue on in Acts chapter 11. God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you.